the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day and welcome once again to Selwyn's Law. My name is Selwyn Whitehead and I'm a California Bar Admitted Attorney and I'm also a Bankruptcy Law Certified Specialist who's been certified by the State Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. In addition to my JD, I hold a couple of master's degrees in law. That is to say, I am both a master of the laws of taxation and a master of the laws of intellectual property. And because of my education, my training, my experiences, and my life's observation, and my lifelong interest in business and money and finance, as well as the creation, preservation, and transfer of wealth within families and communities, including tribal communities, because I got some relatives that are part of the tribal community up in Alaska, and the roles that these particular aspects of economics play in the lives of everyday people like you and me, I primarily practice bankruptcy law. And I also practice some related fields in my overall finance practice, including debt wealth management, estates and trusts, real estate, and of course, taxation law. Now, with these areas of law as my reference points, as they relate to the personal, familial, community, and small business finance areas, I've spent the greater part of the last 40 years, both before and after getting my license to practice law, fighting for the economic empowerment, the economic independence, and the economic autonomy of women and people and communities of color, including indigenous communities. And because I grew up as a military brat and also helped create one with my former military spouse, I know firsthand how hard it can be economically for our citizen soldiers, sailors, airmen and women and Marines and their families in our sometimes less than patriotic capital-based economic system especially after these individuals separate from the service. So I also proudly serve veterans of all stripes and in all branches of the military. And as I've shared with you before, because of I had the great fortune to be both friends with and get to know and spend a whole lot of time with both my maternal and paternal grandmothers, who both survived the four great economic challenges of the last century. That is to say, they survived the Great Depression, they survived privation in World War II, 
and the systemic racism and misogyny that continues through our country today as these women help raise me and loved me and share with me great stories of their grandparents who loved and raised them in the Jim Crow South. So, as a result, it is out of my great respect for and admiration for and love for them that when the situation is right, I sometimes am able to at least attempt to vindicate the rights of seniors who find themselves the targets of and unfortunately more and more the victims of some of the most pernicious forms of financial elder abuse you could ever imagine that I must say is running rampant in our society today. So, the purpose of Selwyn's Law, in case you haven't guessed it, is to discuss the law related to your money and more and more, probably these days, the lack thereof, and your overall finances and what you may need to consider to protect or reclaim or rehabilitate your family's or your business's financial health, wealth, and money-related well-being as I understand these concepts in this non-threatening educational forum. However, I must once again, I must always ask you to please note that this show doesn't provide any legal advice, nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational forum for an exchange of information from me to you that might be helpful to you as you begin your search for more detailed information that's tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances and hopefully provide you with at least an overall outline of some of the key issues that may help you seek out and find the qualified professional help I believe you need if you are having a legal issue that intersects with your finances and or your overall assets or liabilities and that means your debts <laughs> and in as much as I'm both a practicing attorney and a recovering former military spouse and a former Department of Defense civilian in my own right, as well as a recovering former data and telecommunications transmission systems engineer who helped design and implement some systems for the United States Navy, I have and will continue to use this platform to bring important news and information and analysis to you about the intersection of the law and its military applications. Yeah. And, and the implications thereof that I believe might be helpful to you who listen to this show and reach out to me, some of whom are active duty and retired service members, or those who care about or respect the God-fearing members of our armed forces who constantly and diligently and silently stand and watch ever ready to put themselves in harm's way, if needs be, to protect our freedoms from those, not only our freedom, but also our allies' freedom, from those who would like to see us cowed and afraid. So it's in this last capacity, and also bringing in my, my, my faith and my, my work as a legal practitioner and a researcher and a sometimes scholar, but always a patriot, at least in my own mind, I feel the need to discuss what's going on, not only in the towns and villages and cities, large and small across America, but also around the world. And that's my way of letting you know we're going to 
continue to talk about what's going on in Ukraine and how it might implicate our country taking a greater role on the world stage to help curtail the acts of aggression engaged in by the leader of a country, that individual we shall not name. And I do this because, and I'm really serious about this, if we as a people in this country don't focus on what needs to be done, first what's going on and then what's need to be gone, we might wake up one morning and find some of the acts of genocide, war crimes, crimes against humanity, and crimes of aggression that we are watching every day on our television, and that I talked about in a podcast before, we might find some of these same acts right outside our front window and not a half a world away. And so that's what we're going to do today, continue our discussion about some of the global organizations that provide a defensive shield against other powers that do not respect the sovereignty of individual nations nor the rights of their people or what I consider to be the universal need for peace and freedoms, including freedoms of choice as to the foundation that we decide as a people individually and collectively for the prosperity that we have that has been gained through freedom of expression, freedom of association, and the right to use our own capital and ingenuity to form businesses and to form family units of our own choosing and to, very importantly here, express our religion, including the right to not have a religion and not be attacked or condemned by those who think that they can use their power to enslave our minds or our bodies, whether these individuals be foreign or domestic. So, what exactly are the major international organizations that at least attempt to spread at least the concepts of peace, security, and stability throughout the world? Well, from a global perspective, based on my own research, and in my opinion, they are first the United Nations, second, NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, third, the European Union, fourth, the World Trade Organization, fifth, the Group of 20, or G7, and or its subgroup, the G7, that I believe is more germane to our subject at hand, and sixth, the International Criminal Court that we have already discussed in great detail back on uh, Easter Eve on April 16, 2020. Now, looking at the United Nations, it was founded in 1945 and is composed of 193 member nations whose stated mission is to promote international peace, stability, human rights, and economic development throughout the world. The UN has many very worthwhile agencies under its auspices, including the UN Children's Fund, known by many as UNICEF, the UN's Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, UNESCO, the World Health Organization, and the World Bank. However, the fact that its primary peace and security entity, the UN Security Council, is composed of five permanent members, China, the United States, the United Kingdom, France, and Russia, 
they're also known as the P5, meaning permanent five, each of whom has veto power that put, and usually does, put a big kibosh on any measure put forth by the other uh, more than 180 members. Uh, when they want to put forth something to avoid cl- conflict or even stop one uh, that's already in place, especially if one of the P5 started or advanced the conflict, the big kibosh will stop it and nothing will go forward. And inasmuch as it was Russia that invaded Ukraine for our purposes at hand today, I don't think um, we, uh, especially that inasmuch as that we witnessed what has happened in the last few days when Russia, in what some say was a demonstration of its true feelings about the UN, rained bombs all over Kiev when it knew that the Secretary General was visiting the Ukrainian president trying to broker a peace deal. As such, on those facts, I don't believe um, the UN is going to play a major role in solving what's going on over in Ukraine. And the other organization that I want to talk about but move swiftly passed is the World Trade Organization, also known as the WTO. And it was founded in 1995 and is composed of 164 member countries, including China, the United States, the UK, France, and Russia, whose mission is to manage the rules of international trade and ensure the fair and equitable treatment of all members through negotiation and settlement of trade disputes. However, Again, I don't think it's germane to our discussion because it is well known that the tools of warfare include the application of embargoes and other trade-related sanctions targeted at the entity that started the conflict. And here we're talking about uh, Russia. So that leaves the three international organizations I believe are the most important ones needed for us to effectively deal with the Russian invasion of Ukraine, because their goals of maintaining peace and freedom through f- the free movement of people and trade, and is girded by a collective defense treaty uh, amongst the individual companies. The, as such, these countries are willing to band together to act as a united front against those who would do any of the groups individually or collectively harm. And it fits hand in glove with our, that is to say, the United States policies of deterrence and defense. So they are, of course, NATO, the European Union, and G7. So when we come back, we're going to complete our deeper dive into the inner workings of NATO and the role that America plays in NATO that we started last week before we move on to the European Union and the G7. But first, we'll take a short break, and I'll see you on the other side. back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Welcome back to Selwyn's Law as we complete our deeper dive into the interworkings of NATO and the role America has within NATO 
on the world stage and you know how we can utilize that as we try to come up with a way to support Ukraine. Again, as I shared with you last week, NATO is an alliance of 30 European and North American countries, including the United States. Its foundational document is the North Atlantic Treaty, which set forth NATO's purpose and obligation, and that is to say ensuring peace and security through a collective defense. Uh, NATO was formed shortly after World War II at the dawn of the Cold War. Uh, the organization's collective defenses obligations, as detailed in Article 5, have been invoked only once, and that was on behalf of the United States after we suffered uh, at 9-11, and Russia's recent invasion into Ukraine has sparked concerns that he who shall not be named um, will draw us into a situation if he moves beyond Ukraine, which is not a member, and attacks member nations such as Poland and Lithuania. So, um, today I want to focus on the command structure of NATO. Now, you should know that NATO has no parliament, it has no laws of its own, it has no enforcement mechanism, it has no power to punish individual citizens, which apparently hinders the power and authority of the organization's commander due to its lack of being a sovereign on its own. So that leads to the question, who's in charge of NATO's armed forces? Well, the person in charge of NATO's forces is General Jens Saltenberg, who was also the prime member minister of Norway, and he was that through 2013. Now, General Saltenberg is the leader of NATO, and he's been so since 2014, and he's serving again as that organization's secretary general. Now, each NATO member state has a delegation at NATO's headquarters in Brussels, Belgium, where they contribute to the consultation process. That's a process where you try to reach consensus. Everybody has equal weight in the organization. The delegation from each country is headed by an ambassador who's appointed by his or her government for a period ranging from one to eight years. Now, the military structure is rather rigid and it involves all the forces, all the armed forces of the member nations. The key element of NATO's military organizations are the military committee, and it's composed of the chiefs of defense of the NATO member country. So from our country, it's the, um, the chief uh, of staff of our military branches. Now, its executive body, the International Military Staff and Military Command Structure. Now, NATO's command structure is divided into two principal commands. There's something called the Allied Command Operation, the ACO, and the Allied Command Transformation, and that's the ACT. Now, the Allied Command Operation is responsible for the planning and execution of all Allied 
uh, operations. The command is headed by the Supreme Allied Commander Europe, and he or she, one day, uh, will be headquartered or are headquartered in Mons, Belgium, and headquartered at the Supreme Headquarters Allied Powers Europe. And that's the initial is SHAPE. That's the acronym. So, the current commander is General Todd W. Walters, who took command in May of 2019. The Supreme Allied Commander leads all NATO military operations and is dual-hatted as the commander U.S. Europe. So let me step back a bit. The, the big guy from the United States of America, the, the, the Supreme Allied Commander and the Supreme Commander of Europe of American Forces wears two hats. And so that's a good thing because America is usually always in command of the armed forces that are at the top of NATO. Now, when I was a young woman, I accompanied my former spouse to Europe, and he was assigned to a NATO command, a, a mixed command. And what do I mean by mixed? It means that soldiers from every country were in the command uh, were involved in the um, unit that my former spouse was associated with. The good thing about it for me was, although I did not work directly for NATO, anybody who was in the Department of Defense, again, because the NATO command structure is the head of the NATO military uh, um, operations, is also the head of the military in Europe. As such, I worked at a military hospital doing some uh, status statistical work, but because my former spouse was actually in one of those mixed units, I got to meet and 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 become friends with um, um, members of the service from all over Europe as well as Canada. And most importantly, it keyed my interest in learning about NATO and how important it is to America. And so I, that's why I'm bringing this topic to you. It, it has to do with the law in a sense, but it, it also has to do with how important it is that we respect our, our, our service members because they're on guard protecting our freedoms. And what's going on in Europe today is something that we really need to pay attention to. Okay, so we're going to leave it there for now, but always in closing here at Salwin's Law, we want to stay on the right side of the law, including utilizing our collective legal mechanisms to create the defense that's the undergirding of the North Atlantic Treating Organization with the goal to limit the impunity of Russia and other craving dictators and autocrats. So, in the meantime, as it appears that some or all of the variants of COVID-19 will be with us for this foreseeable future, I once again, as I always do, ask you to please get vaccinated and boosted. And even if you have all your shots, but especially if you don't, please take the necessary precautions. And even though some say you don't need to wear a mask, I say you do. To protect not only yourselves and your families, but people that you come in contact with, including me. 
And you should also consider keeping your social distance and always wash your hands. Till next time, take care. Bye for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to selwynwhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the Law Office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content. Struggling with mounting debt? Make the best of a difficult situation by counting on the law services of Selwyn Whitehead, the Bay Area attorney whose expertise is sought by families and small businesses throughout Northern California. Selwyn can help you manage your debt through debt restructuring or bankruptcy and can help you deal with the IRS. For a free one-hour consultation, call 888-599-0504 or click selwynwhitehead.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.